trashy pulp novels of the world have anything to offer? Are bestsellers all they're hyped up to be? The Terrible Book Club explores whether or not you really can judge a book by its cover or its ridiculous synopsis. If you've ever seen a book and thought, ugh, who's reading this? We probably are. Welcome to episode 82 of the Terrible Book Club. I'm Chris, and this is Paris. Hello. Today, we read, or rather I read a while ago, and I think very recently Paris read. <laughs> Correct. Um, Bitchcraft by <laughs> Carrie Colburn. It's even bad to say aloud. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you can guess by the title that this is a book about bitch spells of some kind. Let's say you were um, out there trying to live your life and someone dared to just minorly inconvenience you. Well, you can throw them an incredibly weak hex and be on with your day. Um, This is is a book (laughs) that I also pulled out. Uh, myself, I believe I went into Porter Square Books. Oh, that's Square. actually near where I live. Look at that. And they had a fun section in the back that was like, oh, here's all your uh, spells and Wicca and all kinds of like in that area kind of stuff. They also stuck it with like some spiritualist philosophy, which I thought was pretty interesting. But um, I picked this book up, looked at the cover and was like, yeah, this is a <laughs> this ain't going to be good. <laughs> And your terrible book club senses were correct. Um, yeah, this one was... I got all kinds of problems with this one. <laughs> I think Chris does, too. It was too. quick, though. Yeah. It was, it was a quick read. That's true. Um, most of my problems, um, you're going to see me take on my uh, curmudgeonly wizard persona here, which is why um, <laughs> on the Twitch stream I've got my hood up here, which is my sorry excuse for a, a wizard outfit right now because <laughs> I don't have the proper hat or robe. I do not have my robe and wizard hat to don. Very sad. Very sad. We got to remedy that. Yeah. Uh, we might be remedying that soon, uh, but we won't go into details quite yet. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> what, what with the quarantining, we, everyone's starting up extra secret projects and whatnot, and ours is definitely not the flavor some others might. But that, that's another story. Anyway, let's get into Bitchcraft. Or why don't, why, why don't we tell people what we what we do on the show, Chris? Why don't I tell, tell the oh, people? Oh, yeah, how about you do that? All right, so if this is your first time listening to the Terrible Book Club, what we do here is we read books that we assume will be bad, based on their cover, title, summary, or some combination of those three. Uh, So we do the opposite of what most people do when they are looking for a book to read in a bookstore or if they're browsing Amazon or some other book-related website. Uh, Usually this results in a hilarious and disappointing read. Sometimes we end up liking the book. Um, Today, as we said, did not enjoy this one. Nah, not for me. You know, if there was a book that really got into some, like, legitimate spellcraft i mean legitimate is the, yeah know, yeah that's kind of a there's magic in the world paris but un, uh, sadly not the kind that many people would like where well 
I've probably talked about my theory of music on this podcast before, right? Uh, probably, yeah. Um, I guess before we get too far into it, though, just quickly for content warnings today, just our usual barnyard language. Uh, I can read the summary for the book. Sure, go ahead. <clears throat> so the title of the book is Bitchcraft. There is a, a subtitle here. Simple Spells for Everyday Annoyances and Sweet Revenge. The back... Across the top, emblazoned in silver, shiny font, unleash your inner bitch! <laughs> yeah, let's do it. With bitchcraft, you can get even with all the crap modern women have to endure. Chronic mansplainers struck again at work? Hairstylists ruined your lob? Promising date ghosted you? All you need is this sassy collection of spells and incantations to exact revenge on those who deserve it. What's a lob, Paris? It is a long bob. Uh, oh. I don't know why I know that. I really don't. I have no idea. Okay. Because I would never cut my <laughs> hair just, into know. that because I have curly hair and that would look fucking stupid. So, uh, yeah. it's just a needed to know. Yeah. So instead of a, a bob, you know, because a bob is usually, it's usually like chin length, I guess. A lob mm-hmm. is a long bob. I, I don't really know the details. Hairdressers of the world, please explain to us exactly what a lob I, is i know what a bob is i can imagine the longer bob i well i don't the but thing I, about I the lob is i don't know if it's like i don't know if it's all one length longer bob or if it's like one of those like short in the back long in the front things i'm not really sure i don't know so i don't know it's a mystery someone will eat it will let us know for sure yeah it's a mystery um yeah so chris sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i just didn't want us to lose track of where we were um in the episode sure. just want to get the beginning started so yeah chris chris has a theory about uh music being magical yes yeah, so music and some other things but i like first of all let's also just let everyone know that we don't really subscribe to spellcraft most of the time Maybe in the way that, like, hey, you know, saying something to get your confidence up can help you get your confidence up, sure. And maybe, like, doing a little ritual in the morning, however, whatever you want to call it, will help you, you know, get your shit together. But actively, you know, trying to hex people, um, I think just saying some words and lighting a candle ain't gonna have an effect for the most part. Maybe if you say something really mean to someone, they'll be a little bit sad. But uh, that I don't think anything in here is meant to be said to anyone's face, so I don't think that would also be effective. But anyway, on to my story. There, there are things that could be considered magical if we're our definition of magical is sort of doing something that is non-concrete, let's say, that affects the, the world around us or can affect the world around us without ha- being like strictly measurable. So to me... The fact that music can induce emotion or feeling is some form of that, maybe. They can, you know, a good song can bolster your confidence or, you know, make you think about something or something in that area. That's about as close as to magic as we're probably going to get in the real world. In my yeah, opinion. I kind of agree. I feel like music music definitely has some some elements of what I would consider magical, which, I'll, you know, I'll subscribe to your definition. I also think computers are a little bit magic. Just a little bit. Computers are magical to me. Good. Sure. I mean, in the end, it's just very tiny rocks and sparks that, ordered in a very specific way, create the things that we use today. So that there's a concrete element to that, I would say. There is, but it's really hard for even as somebody who like works with computers uh, for my job. Like, I still 
find it really hard to conceive of how tiny bits of crystal or whatever, you know, and uh, electricity make all of this happen. It's still really tough for me to kind of i mean obviously like i it's i'm not saying it's a conspiracy that's not a computer's (laughs) the computers are (laughs) secret reptile uh, mind manipulation machines the computers are secretly magic i mean they're but just the whole the whole way they work seems very magical to me i guess even though there is a, a real concrete science behind it i mean same with like a lot of higher level uh like physics and string theory and stuff seems like real fucking crazy and magical to me but sure but in the classic sense of magic, we do not believe in that. If you've ever listened to the show yeah. before, you've heard me bitch endlessly about having lived in Salem and how I can't stand a lot of the way that uh, people who live there and, and visit there think about magic and interpret it. It drives me insane. So I will really try to rein it in uh, and just focus on the specific elements of this book that uh, bother me and that I think are bad. I will try not to go on another uh witch hate fueled tangent you know paracebo witch finder general over here uh (laughs) (laughs) burn them all burn them at the stake uh they're out here practicing very petty hexes please get rid of them um no i might no that's and i i think through through this discussion uh you know it'll be revealed that i'm perhaps not quite as quite as hateful about witchcraft as everyone may think (laughs) uh so um, You're the person that's going to cause Dracula to happen somehow, Paris, when you burn the wrong witch. And oh, uh, yo, dude, my fucking heart goes out. Heart goes out. Mm. <laughs> oh, that show, Castlevania, guys, watch the Castlevania show on Netflix. It is mm, mwah, so good. Anyway, back to this. So let's discuss. Yeah. Let's just get to the structure of the book and kind of what it contains. So it's a very short read, of course, because this is sort of a. It's one of those like kitschy fun books you know but you know so that's shit that you find near the near the checkout counter at a bookstore that's like 25 fun cocktails or like i don't know like you know uh facts about every state i don't know it's not like a it's not a book with a narrative or a plot uh it's an instructional instructional manual uh so we have things like the work section and i know all i haven't figured out how to mirror this appropriately i'm sorry but we have the work section and in the work section, you have um, spells such as what you do when you have an overly demanding client. So they're just short little things with t- small illustrations. Uh, it's literally a paragraph describing the shitty situation with maybe a joke in there. And then a small ritual sometimes with like objects you'll need. And oftentimes the bare minimum that will be there is some kind of couplet that may or may not rhyme. Yeah. Uh, so just a sampling of some some of these things. Um, under the daily grind, the first section, we have bad behavior. So you have inconsiderate cell phone talker, toxic male, repeated car alarm offender, which is a weird one we'll, we'll probably talk about, uh, loud movie talker, Frenemy who constantly criticizes your choices. Another strange one. Uh, we've got barista who ruins your drink. Uh, bad boss stuff. Uh, a bunch of things about dating and your and bad partners like uh, date who stood you up. Bad kisser. Partner who takes you for granted. Partner who steals your spotlight. Um, evil ex. Let's see. We got home stuff. So we got a messy roommate. Uh, bad party guest. 
roommate who stole your outfit. That's a, that's an odd one. Um, landlord from hell. Um, a bunch of driving ones and, tr- and travel ones, like uh, evil parking enforcement person. Uh, man spreader on train or bus. Crabby flight attendant. Uh, luggage handler who squashed or lost your bag. Hotel staff member who gives you a crummy room. Beach or poolside show-offs, uh, etc. So, yeah, they're all... Really small-time shit here. Yeah, and um, they're like Chris said, they're all just... The the spellcraft is especially shitty. Like, any, any, okay, any of y'all yeah. out there who actually do any kind of magic rituals, we feel like these are pretty shitty. Correct us if we're wrong, but they seem really, really low effort. All right, yeah. Let me tell you how 80% of the spells sh- in this book work. I should just work. read one. Yeah, but, but like, basically, there, there's, a like I said, a couplet, maybe a, I don't, a quadlet. Is that what you call, like, four lines? Sometimes they go to four lines. Uh, yeah. But it's, like, two lines that rhyme sometimes. sometimes. The worst offenders to me are ones that it's just, like, two lines that don't even rhyme, and there's not even a ritual component to it. It's just, like, mutter this under your breath yeah. for a hex. yeah. Um, all a lot of the other ones involve some kind of colored candle. They each do, and yeah. Uh, yeah well, not not all of them. Oh, but that's true. That's most true. of them involve some kind of colored candle. Maybe you'll imagine that same color of light in your mind at the same time, and that's most of them. And some other ones have some weird components, which are honestly, you know, the better ones. I would say because at least there's a unique prospect. But most spells in this book seem to come down to light a colored candle, say a rhyme. That's so, it. for example, this this uh, solution for a pushy mansplainer, uh, and uh, just, I mean, I'm sure most people know what that is, but uh, in common parlance, a mansplainer is a man who assumes that the woman he is talking to, or a non-binary person, um, does not understand the topic at hand and gives definitions and over and over explains things when in fact the other the woman or non-binary person totally understands and does not need that explanation so it's um used to describe people who make assumptions about the intelligence level and expertise of people who are not male basically so their solution is all you do is visualize him talking while saying this hex the next time you start explaining something obvious, you'll get a sudden epic and noisy bout of flatulence that you cannot control. It doesn't even rhyme. It's ju- it's just saying, I hope you fart a bunch, my man split. What? <laughs> yeah, Why? Very strange. Um, is this supposed to, like, do the people buying this think that that will work? Like, I told, I said in my head, you're going to fart your ass off. And then later on, he's like, oh, man, shouldn't have eaten that taco. And you're like, oh, that was me. I did that. Yes. That- it was not the taco. <laughs> <laughs> I caused you to crave a taco. I was the one who made the beef go bad at Taco Bell. <laughs> With my really I- bad I just hate the ones- fart one-liner. Like, I just... <laughs> It, but it's not even it's like again it doesn't even rhyme no. that's that is by far one of the worst offenders is that particular hex in 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 that case because there's no other component except muttering under your breath something that are they, they're not supposed to hear it either so you're just supposed to is this or just a way to relieve stress is like oh man hope you had a shitty day 
yeah I, I mean so here's the i guess i'll read an example of one that has materials and does rhyme so this one is for a former love who trash talks you so someone who you don't date anymore and they're maybe saying some bullshit about you you will need a piece of paper and a pen matches or a lighter a black candle or failing that any candle placed atop something black on one side of the paper write the name of your former lover on the other side, write a piece of gossip you've heard. Light the candle, then burn the paper over the candle and say this spell. You think words don't matter? Then enjoy this hex. Because sometime after midnight, you'll drunk dial your ex. Oh no. A minor embarrassment for their life. Yeah, I mean, and, and not even... Uh, yeah, so, anyway... Where, where's, like... I hope you grow warts or, like, your arm falls off or, like, some real black magic shit. Well, like, I think because they're supposed to be equivalent in in how, like, petty they are. Uh, but sure. so I so. All right. So I just wanted to read a few, show you some pages, tell you what a few of them yeah. are called, just so you get a sense of what we're working with here. Um, be careful, Paris. Don't light any colored candles. You might actually unleash some hexes on people. Oh, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. So. <laughs> so, Chris, did you want to talk about some of the spells that were particularly problematic? Um, sure. Um, <laughs> my favorite one by far is the bad kisser one that you uh, brought up before. Oh. Um, oh, you just think that's this one, the one has a silly spellcraft. Okay. Sure. Uh, there's a there's like like two or three spells that I had a particular note, and this is one of them. For the bad kisser one, you are to cut out... A, from a magazine, pictures of people you would like to kiss, assumedly a celebrity, and then kiss them as you say another rhyming couplet that hexes the bad kisser mm-hmm. that sh- that you encountered in your time there. Which to me, A, sounds like a very, I don't know, 13-year-old girl thing to do. Yes. And on top of that, it had me imagining someone that lives with... <laughs> The hexer That's person. That's right. We both had coming. the same. We both had the same image in our minds. I remember we were talking about. Sorry, go ahead. Just like coming home and like opening the door and being like, "Sarah, what are you?" Uh, and like finding her like with magazines pa- pages pasted to her wall, and she's making out with them. And she goes like, "Get out!" and slams the door. And you have to live with this like weird hexy person doing all kinds of weird rituals and leaving candles of all colors melted all over the place. Yeah, I. I just like. And then that why why is that the, the the spell where you cut pictures out of a magazine? Yeah, I mean, also like who has magazines lying around? You probably have to like print things off the internet at this point, um, or make out with your laptop. Maybe yeah. maybe that is also oh, acceptable. Your phone? I don't know what the mm, tasty. Sure, no, but like I, I don't know. I don't know. And the, it, the the other like funny element to this is that that particular spell and the image we both had in our minds of like walking in on someone doing weird stuff with magazine cutouts brought me back to um, an actual memory from my life. So when I was in college, um, the first two years of college, I lit or first year and a half or something, I, you know, was playing roommate roulette like we all do. Uh, I went to a college that didn't have dorms, uh, which was uh, one of the reasons I went there was because it didn't have dorms. So this was a good thing because I just wanted to live in a regular house. And uh, so anyway, ended up with some weirdos. Uh, One girl in particular, she was... Uh, very wealth came from a very wealthy family i think her mom like invented the glow worm or something i don't know it was something oh, weird cool. it was something weird like that like her mom invented some toy or something that was wildly popular and so they were very wealthy and um she was very coddled and just like didn't 
didn't know how to be on her own. So she tried a bunch, tried to have some jobs and would just stop doing them. She stopped going to school pretty quickly. And unfortunately, it did me like she was she was definitely seriously depressed and had some mental health problems that she needed to deal with. But it, it led to some I hate to I hate to say it, but it did it did lead to some pretty like funny incidents in the house. Um one of which involved magazine cutouts. So I don't know. She just got really into collaging like overnight and none of us knew like, you know, the rest of us were all working, going to class or whatever. And I just remember opening the door and I took a step into the threshold and stepped on a bunch of magazine cutouts and was like, what? And I looked up and the entire living room floor was just covered. There was nowhere to walk. And I was like, uh, we'll, we'll call her abigail it's not a real name i was like abby what the fuck is this why can't i walk into my own house oh i'm just making a collage i just got really into collages and i can see that she's creating these collages and i was like there's something unhealthy about this (laughs) so like you walk in on a roommate doing weird stuff with magazines it's never good uh it's never good and that was like (laughs) right before she basically had some kind of like you know she had to deal go see a therapist and like deal with some shit so i don't know uh magazine maybe she accidentally hexed herself yeah maybe she kissed too many magazines wrong kind of yeah with the (laughs) wrong kind of collage didn't say the rhyme right and it just just ended up she was farting all the time oh yeah maybe um so yeah i don't know it just made me remember that i was just like such a weird memory from like a weird time in my life i was like this is i got a lot of these spells have that sort of like you know, if you walked in on someone, they're even like the the bad roommate spells. I think one of them involves like taking an object of your roommates and like lighting a candle near it and saying a rhyme or something uh, like that. I, I don't know. I, I think a, so. Yeah. But uh, one of them definitely involves theft. There's oh, yeah. one spell that definitely involves theft, <laughs> um, which is like probably. So the, uh, the some of the other problematic spells, um, the car repeat car alarm offender. So the interesting thing about that one is that. There, the idea is that you are upset because there is a car in your neighborhood whose alarm goes off often. And instead of just thinking like, I don't know, I live in a high crime area or I don't know, like someone keeps trying to break into this car. They, the idea is like, you're supposed to be mad at the owner of the car who set the alarm to too low of a, of a threshold. And I was like, I have never once been mad at someone because their car alarm went off. I, I don't know. I was like, maybe just because I've always lived in places where if a car alarm is going off, it means someone is breaking into the fucking car. But like, <laughs> it was just such a strange thing. Like, oh my God, I hate them for having a, a sensitive car alarm. Ah, like, I, it just seems like such a bizarre thing. Yeah, like the, a bizarre target for your the, anger. The person... The person who is casting all these spells is one of those people that gets, like, pissed over tiny stuff all the time and I feel like is looking for reasons to be angry. Yeah. Or upset uh, a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, right. And, oh, like, uh, there, are, there are a few other ones that made me really concerned. Like, hexing your poor checkout clerk who maybe wasn't doing a great job, but, like, come on, dude. We've all had shitty jobs. Like, if somebody, if your target cashier isn't sparkling with enthusiasm, I'm fucking sorry. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't care. I really don't care how the checkout clerk does their job as long as, like, my card goes through. 
And, you know, I usually bag stuff myself anyway yeah. because I don't, you know, if I can, because I just don't, I'd rather just bag it myself if I could save that person the effort. And, like, even, like, slow baggers or whatever, maybe I'm just not in a rush enough in my life to care about that. Yeah. And, like I said, usually I'm helping them bag as we go along anyway. Yeah, I don't. And especially nowadays where, like, less people touching your shit is better. And, and <laughs> so like, I, I get that once in a while you can have a really bad interaction with somebody in a retail environment. But, like, I think maybe it's just because you and I have worked retail jobs, have been manager like we understand the grind and like we're not gonna get mad even if somebody is I've shitty i've never been a retail manager just to clarify i've always only been like a cashier. oh yeah I, I was the one who was in management for a long time but like i think having those experiences just makes us more empathetic and so we don't get mad about that stuff um the other the other also like it it's done after yeah, you're done with over. it, it you, you never have to deal with it again there's no point in, like, wishing that person unwell. Yeah, like, you're going to hold on to that Target cashier anger on your fucking, in your fucking SUV while you're driving home to your suburban house? Like, fuck off. Um, there's, there's, oh, the work ones are particularly bad because for most of these, I feel like it's just your fault. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, coworker who keeps emailing while you're on vacation. Turn off your work email notifications if you're on vacation, yeah. and then you won't get those That's emails. Ta-da! Yeah. Or just don't read them. Yeah. Or just or just be don't. like, yeah, I'm not going to read this. I told you guys I wasn't going to read it. You don't. You don't. You can just total. Just don't. Do totally it. in. Like the ball is in your court. There. Same with the IT person who ruined your presentation. I was like, look, as a member of the IT team at my job, <laughs> I can tell you that it is not our fault. When your presentation doesn't work, it is your fault for not being prepared and not checking the equipment in that room before your meeting or your presentation. Like, blaming the IT person, I just, like, it's not the IT person's fault that your version of PowerPoint is a, a thousand years old and doesn't work on the newer, you know, newer machines. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. You're fucking, anyway, just, like, it's your lack of preparation that's causing the problem, not the IT person who is there to help you. Like, it's not our fault. I yeah, like, IT people don't go in and mess with shit unless there's an issue. Right. Usually, they're, like, I mean, they might be like, oh, we had to push an update to all these computers. But that, again, usually that's not the IT person's thing unless there's some kind of pri proprietary software they're writing in-house yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Usually it's like, oh, Windows decided to fucking update on three out of seven of our machines <laughs> yeah, here. great. So that's going to cause some kind of fuckery here. And, like... It most people should have been interacting with a personal computer for, like, at least 15 years now, right? You would like, think, yeah. I don't understand people that haven't caught up with that curve yet. Dude, it's nuts. And and so, so like, that was dumb. Um, there's a, a few other things, like, oh, again, like, oh, you're, you have a bad assistant at work. Well, guess what? You are their supervisor, and it's part of your responsibility to help that person. If they are not doing work the way that you want them to... And they are your direct rapport and they are directly supporting you, then you tell them that you would like it done a different way. And if they don't do it that way, then you try to give them tools to help them. And if that still doesn't work, then you pursue, you know, like corrective action or whatever, like disciplinary action. But like this spell is like you didn't even tell them it was bad. You were just mad that they did something you didn't like and then you're going to fucking curse them like you're a well, shitty boss. What's the curse, boss. actually? Can you, hit, um, can you hit me with that that curse that you're supposed yeah. to throw upon your assistant as somebody, for, I don't know, like, delivering your coffee too slow? Like, as somebody who has had bad assistants and good assistants, I can tell you that this is not how you handle it. Um, 
I've given you chances, at least 20 or more. It's clearly time to show you the door. But since you are here and messing things up for me, maybe you get a job transfer to Schenectady. That doesn't even sound that Is bad. Is Schenectady bad? I don't know. New, New Yorkers. I think it's Schenectady. Isn't it Schenectady? It's Schenectady. I thought it was Schenectady. It's not Schenectady. It's Schenectady. Okay. I'm All pretty right. sure. I, you. I, mm, I, oh, I don't know. This Maybe this is a sister. No, I've only ever heard it pronounced Schenectady, but I don't know. Anyway. like, But that just sounds like, I don't know, some kind of vaudeville-like dialogue, not like an actual hex. Yeah. Because I'm sure Schenectady is fine. It's a fine place to be. And I, I, I see that the spell says, I've given you chances at least 20 or more, but the, the paragraph above it does not imply that that there has been any discussion. It's it seems like this person keeps doing things wrong, but they are not told that it's they're doing them wrong. So that And once again, wishing them unwell behind their back isn't the way to handle things no. here. Which is true of everything in this book, honestly. Yeah. So 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 here's so like, all right, I don't know if you have any specific ones you wanted to talk about, but I have you know, I just want to go through my one more. my points. So go go ahead with that one. There, there is one more at least here, and that is the one that you also mentioned. I um about someone who dares to walk by you in a bikini oh. that makes you feel insecure. So it's like this spell that's like this, oh, a young person is walking by you at the pool while you're just trying to sit there and enjoy yourself. How dare she wear something skimpy and like present her body to everybody? Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. And there's a hex there for, you know, a mild curse against them. But like. That's just a shitty attitude, man. First of all, if you're insecure about yourself, you don't have to put that on someone else who doesn't feel that way. Right. How dare they show more skin than you? Oh, I didn't realize this was like the fucking modest witch's coven here. <laughs> Aren't you all supposed to be like dancing naked out in the fires or like or something? Yeah, I yeah, I I don't know. So yeah, that that's a good great example of one that where it's not it's it's like more your fault for being upset about something that isn't really something to be upset about and i understand having you know a level of uh envy or jealousy about someone who looks really good and you know you maybe you have low self-esteem but it doesn't mean you wit doesn't mean you curse them like you just decide you know maybe curse the media uh, advertising complex that yeah. puts those feelings on you I know. also generally how dudes act w around women maybe yeah. that too but not that other lady I guess the other thing we could, speaking of this, is that technically, I I'm not allowed to cast these spells. This isn't a class for me. You know, I can't I can't take on this bitch. Oh yeah, class yeah, you've been locked out. I'm a male. You're yeah. It's it's very it's very gendered, which is another thing that I don't love. Um, I mean, and I know that a lot of a lot of magic witchy stuff is really targeted towards towards women, and I I get it, but you know. That's not it's not always been the case in history. Yeah, and I'm or, not saying like, you know, I have to have every spell book has to, you know, take me into uh, account here. But the, my main issue with it is that this book really, to me, seems to treat women like they're shallow and stupid. Yeah, there is. There is an underlying current of that throughout the book because everything is these little little petty things. Um, and, and I'm not saying that you're not allowed to get momentarily upset about something petty, but I do think it is really shitty to take it to the next level and actually wish someone ill because of these things. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think overall this book is so many things I dislike. It's like 
this petulant whining, a cheesy interpretation of magic, and it encourages this impotent, passive-aggressive attitude in its readers that, that gets nothing accomplished except to give you a false sense of accomplishment. Because, okay, sure, you mutter something under your breath, but what did you solve? All you did was make yourself feel a little better. But that's not real. You didn't take the time to actually address the problem. And that yeah, drives me nuts. That's the thing that really fucking kills me. Like, I... And look, I... I'm, as we said before, I'm not into witchcraft. I typically have a lot of issues with it, as you all know by now. But I do under... I do understand the value that some find in uh, witchcraft rituals, any kind of magic. I understand that people find value in it and they, they find self-affirmation. They find community. Uh, in some, for some people, it helps them, like, set their mood at the beginning of the day. I know a lot of people who, like, pull a tarot card at breakfast or whatever. And that helps them focus themselves and, like, give their... Um, give themselves a goal to accomplish or something. And while I do not subscribe to it, and I would never do that myself, I can see from an objective standpoint, I can see that there is value in that. And I've learned to accept that that those things help people. And that's okay because we all have to find different ways of coping with the problem of being, right? Like being is, I mean... Fucking difficult. It's fucking hard, man, right? And... If you're doing those things and you're not hurting anyone and it's not hurting you, fine. You know, I don't think there's any problem with those things. Um, However, I take issue with people who would mislead others into believing in this real ass, like, recite a spell and kill someone or recite a spell and make someone love you or 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 things like recite a spell and make someone fart. (laughs) Yeah, or. Or or things like this um, that encourage these short-term shallow rewards over actually trying to solve a problem and developing empathy. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of my piece about it. I Oh, finally, my last thing is I just want to say that this, this book has this undertone of like, yeah, you're a real bad witch, bad bitch. Guess what? Real witches and real bad bitches hold up other women rather than mumbling some shit at them and mission, wishing them ill. I just want to put that out there. Like... If you really want to say that you're, oh, this, you know, ultra feminist or whatever, like, it's not about being catty with other women. It's about holding your fellow women up. Um, you know, I got to say, like, from a personal standpoint, I haven't been great about that in my whole life. Like, I've definitely, when I was younger, had issues with, like, you know, feeling um, competitive with other women uh, because that's just what society, society breeds this contempt um, among women. It's it's very competitive. You always have to be the prettiest, smartest, best, wealthiest, have the best stuff, whatever, be the best in your, the spheres that you care about. Um, so it's, it's hard to overcome that. And now that I'm older, I just really hate that I'm still seeing that in some media. Like, and it's gotten better. I think that, you know, over the last few years, uh, there has been a more positive movement, um, in general, for women um, and feminism. I mean, I hate, I kind of hate the term feminism, but I don't want to go on a tangent. But I think that in general, women have been a lot more positive towards each other and holding themselves up and fighting back against all these unrealistic standards that we face. And not, not that men don't don't face them too. They do, just a different set. Um, but yeah, I just want to make that point that like, this is toxic femininity in a lot of ways. <laughs> Maybe that's, maybe that's, uh, I don't know, maybe not the best phrase, but that is a really good way to kind of 
kind of what, where I wanted to hop in too, because, you know, again, speaking as a dude reading this, which is, it's clearly not for me. So maybe my opinion is somewhat unwelcome in this circumstance, but it, it, it does that thing that you were talking about where it sort of brings out this very lame and shallow stereotype of women. Uh, when we were discussing this with the Antiques Freaks the other day, um, uh, D made the joke that this is magic for Karens. <laughs> Which is wait, pretty clear. Wait, no, D didn't make that joke. Uh, a user, oh, a Twitter user did. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. I'm shit, sorry. What I the f- falsely credited. Uh, anathema device. Yes, anathema defi- device. Device with two E's. Thank you for that. Magic for Karen. Sorry that I miscredited you at first there. Yeah, this is absolutely magic for Karen's. It has this this thick thread of like white privilege and, and suburban entitlement running throughout it. Um yeah, like like I said, like who who fucking cares so hard that your cashier at CVS was slow? Let it go and find a real problem in your life to spend ten minutes on. Like, you know, I know, it, 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 and that it, it's doing a disservice to women who pick this up and be like, oh yeah, this is like you said, this is the way to be a bad bitch. It's absolutely not the way to be that way. You have to think harder about why you're this upset about tiny shit like this and a better way to handle it than to mumble a rhyme under your breath and light a colored candle. (laughs) Now, there are like a handful of like positive energy spells, like every section ends with like a spell that's supposed to get you to like, you know, oh, you know, fuck the haters. I'm going to like breathe, you know, do be my best me and whatever. And honestly, if the book was full of that instead, I might be less critical of it, yeah. even though for the most part, once again, the spellcraft is so weak. I I might need to find a more serious witchcraft book to compare this stuff against just to see if there's any other level of like. You know, maybe if there were spells that specifically said, like, you know, think about three things you liked today about yourself instead of, you know, or something like that. That seems like a more legitimate thing, even if it's a little bit corny, because that's a legitimate, you know, uh, like a CBT technique of any or, or something like that. Something to sort of reorient your thoughts around more positive things. I would prefer that. And maybe the candle can help in in a way in that. But again, it's it's the pettiness of this all and the way it treats women as shallow, petty creatures. And it's like it's your right as a woman to be shallow and petty and like fight back against the, these very tiny, insignificant injustices here. When, like you said, there's much bigger problems you could be facing. Yeah, and I, I also re- just really hate how it um it encourages the reader to focus their hate on, like, the person in front of them and not the real problem. Like, you're hexing, uh, you know, the f- uh, flight attendant, like, the baggage carrier, instead of being mad about just the airline who probably, like, whose policies probably caused the issue. Like, the poor baggage handler probably didn't intentionally throw your luggage off the plane like there was probably some underlying issue here um and i think yeah i I, and again i think i might just be a little a little more sensitive about this than others because i did work in uh like public facing roles for a lot of my life i I worked in retail i worked in a cafe and i worked at um an uh, aquarium so it's like you know having dealt with the public for so long i may just be particularly touchy about these things because so many people have treated me and my staff so poorly in the past for things that we had no control over and this book is just like yeah keep doing that and curse them while you're at it it's like jesus christ like service workers do not need this shit especially now this book bad bad timing <laughs> Like, yeah. When was this published? Yeah. Actually, I think it was published last year. Fairly recently. Uh, and, 20, and, yeah, 2019. Um, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's real fresh out the, out the oven with, with this stuff. So bad I timing. Just, 
Yeah. Um, and a lot of, I, I looked at like the about the author section in the back and it seems like this author routinely writes like small pithy listicle style things. Yeah, this is another it, 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 this is another thing that should have just been a listicle like on BuzzFeed. <laughs> sure, but like even then I wouldn't like it because again it encourages this extremely negative petty attitude towards everyone around you. It, you know, like people getting mad at the customer service rep yeah. instead of like understanding that they really can't change the policy that their management put on them. Yeah, it's their job to like enforce that and maybe you can be frustrated with the policy, but it's not that person that's screwing you over. Yeah, and I- they're the they're the barrier between the actual people that put that policy in place so they don't have to deal with you. Yeah, I know. And and again, it's like especially in the current climate that we're in now, something like this looks especially terrible. I mean, we need to <laughs> we cannot be running around hexing service workers in every industry these days like that is a spe- it's especially bad. Um f- they're already dodging a curse that's invisible. <laughs> That's true. Um, you know, I mean, of course, I don't I don't want to be too disparaging. Of course, the author did not see any of this shit coming, so they could have predicted that. But and, and I also recognize that this author is writing this sort of in a tongue in cheek way. Right. It, I don't think that they're being totally serious about telling you to hate everyone who does something bad to you. It's it's supposed to be this. I don't know, sort of um, maybe like a solidarity thing where it's like, yeah, we've all had bad service or had this frustrating thing happen to us. But yeah, I just think that some more care and thought put into this would have been better. Like you, like Chris said, if it had been focused more on positive stuff, it would be less terrible. Um I s- but then you can't make it bitchcraft because you have to be a bitch. For this bitchcraft, is one of right? those books where someone thought of the title first. Yeah, like, they, they were like, oh, bitchcraft, that's a good title. What the hell could we put in there? And then, you know, Carrie Colburn. It really does like, smell like it. someone who doesn't even care about Wicca or any of like the actual things that go. I mean, that's just one aspect of like or faction of people who might do some spellcrafty stuff. It really does smell like this person like looked up a wikipedia page for what a spell might be oh yeah speaking of which Instead so of- I, t- I took her up i did one of these spells i swallowed my pride oh, oh. <laughs> i swallowed my pride i did it for the terrible book club i we have done many things in terribla's name that i would i would never do otherwise um mm-hmm. yeah so i guess i guess we'll see i guess i'll report back in uh, a few a few weeks, and let you know if the can you say what spell you did, or or that is that like a birthday candle wish like uh, rules? Like if you say it, it doesn't work. I don't know. I mean, it's not gonna. Can you at least tell me in what subsection, like work, home, or the grind, like the transport? Oh, like, I did, I did, a, I did a, a love related one because Lord okay. knows that's that's where I need the most help in my life. <laughs> so dare you break up with me? I curse you with small peepee. <laughs> You're not. That one, that one you did. I oh my god! You I think, to, you to, wait. I think that's actually. You have to light an extremely small candle for that to work. <laughs> a tea light. You need a tea light. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that's actually kind of one of the spells, isn't it? It was like. I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that's like a physical transformation or something. No, Maybe like impotence is implied. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was. It was an impotence thing. Um, so I gotta say, um, I did feel a little bit inspired by this. So I created I created my own spell. 
Oh, just one. This is my this is my personal. Pa- I'll have to Photoshop this together uh, for uh, for social media later. But um, this was my page I, that I wrote for my own personal bitchcraft. <clears throat> Read a book that was a total waste of your Sunday morning. You skip brunch for this. Ugh, time to send a little message to this lazy author. You will need the grossest smelling candle you own. Bitchcraft by Carrie Colburn. The worst poem you've ever written. It's okay to just throw one together right now if you don't have any love poems left over from high school. Step one. Light the candle on a fireproof surface. Step two, set the book alight. Safety instructions, I like it. Step three, place it on the fireproof surface. While it burns, imagine the author experiencing literary misfortune as you recite your, uh, oh shit, I I fucked this up, your poem. This night could have been for composition. A beautiful melody could have been written. Instead, I read Carrie Colburn's Bitchcraft, and it didn't even make me laugh. (laughs) I like that it doesn't rhyme at the end because fuck that. <laughs> no, it does. Craft and laugh. It, there's an. It's a near rhyme. Oh. It's a near rhyme. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that okay. that's my contribution. Uh, I think I watch might out, actually. Watch out, Carrie Colburn. Yeah, yeah. Watch out. Whatever. Okay. How about this, Paris? How about you come up with a s- small, minor inconvenience of a situation, <laughs> and I will off the cuff come up with a rhyming couplet to hex the person with. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Uh you know you know what really sucked when we couldn't get the audio to work through OBS on your Mac. Okay. Gotta curse um, the OBS architects. Okay. We love you OBS architects. We're just kidding. Please. <laughs> please God You've written me some bad software. So in the future you'll have no hair. <laughs> Perfect. The perfect level of stupidity. I love it. Anyway, can we fix this? No, it shouldn't exist. It's just one of those books that doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Well, um, you, you made the, a good. The spellcraft is bad. Yeah, the spellcraft point. is bad. About it's mostly negative. Yeah, like it, maybe if it was like a a bunch of positive aspir- affirmations. I mean, I don't. Obviously, I would. I would think that's cheesy too. But I. I could understand why someone would get something a little more positive out of it that way but yeah this isn't a thing that needs to be a book that should not be a book that should not be <laughs> i yeah like fixing it would entail like a complete rewrite of when like with a different attitude better spellcraft and more effort in general so um it, there's not like any like plot threads we could rewrite or anything like that it's just hey man make it positive and put more effort into it maybe yeah, I mean, or or I would even accept if it was more obviously a joke. Like, if it was just a, a, a joke book about, haha, really petty, stupid spells and bad spellcraft. Like, it would be fine, because it would just be a humor book for people sure. who are into magic. They could be like, oh, this is a fun novelty was- to have in the bathroom or whatever, you know, but... There was definitely attempts at, like, jokey rhyming lines, but they're not that funny either. Once again, I'm pretty sure the author came up with the title, pumped this out in a month or two, and is just, you know, getting the royalties from our purchase of this. Oh, I know. That that is the one thing that I hate about us 
going into stores and buying books for the show is that we often pay way more for them than we normally would when we're buying electronic versions. <laughs> but um, I mean, we're still we're still running uh, on budget for the year. Uh, the bookstore gets a cut of it too, so technically we're supporting local bookstores right, which, as well. Which I would rather do than buy from Amazon right now, but you know, so we're we're trying to be a little better about sourcing, sourcing our our books uh, in a socially and environmentally conscious way, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't think this book. Um, yeah, the book that should not be. Uh, Chris, do you have any final comments before we close out the show? Or would the dude version be called Dick Craft? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, what would Dick Craft? Oh, what would Dick? What would Dick Craft be like? I feel like the Dick Craft, or or it would be Bro Craft. Nah, I think Dick Craft is a little bit better. Oh, but but it would be so. But that's like actively being a jerk to someone. <laughs> but what if it was? Yeah, it'd be like. Neighbor, neighbor borrowed your lawnmower for too long again. You know, curse him to suck at golf. I don't know. Yeah, it would be like dad, dad craft, dad craft. Oh, dad craft is just like what they do in the in the shed out, out back. It's just like make a chair about it instead. Like did, you had a fight with the wife. Go make a table. Get that energy out constructively. You sand that baby. Sand that baby down. <laughs> Work it out. <laughs> oh. Use some good old fashioned elbow grease to work out those feelings, and maybe talk with her about it later. No, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be it would be equally toxic, and that it would just tell you to avoid yeah. all your emotional problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. Go into the man cave. Yeah, oh. and do your ritual of eating a bunch of Cheetos and playing <laughs> video games for five hours straight. I mean, not that I don't love playing video games for five hours and eating Cheetos, but. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not invalid in some ways, but, you know, if you're choosing to do that instead of actually dealing with something, not helpful. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, <laughs> now I just want to come up with more spells for dad craft. <laughs> Your kids aren't listening to you? Hex them with, uh, you know, not buying their sports equipment for their extracurricular activities. Don't sign the permission slip. Oh, don't sign the permission slip. That's a good one. Or, if, or like, <laughs> That's... obviously, make it look obviously forged so your kid gets in trouble yeah. at school. But that's too that's too concrete for like it to, to be tr- like true to the form of this one. It would just have to be the dad muttering a curse under his. It would just be the dad going fuck. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> dad craft just going fuck. What an asshole about everything. <laughs> Hey, bro, I hope you slip on a banana people and break your fucking shit. <laughs> That's, t- I, That's it. I think you said banana people. <laughs> yeah, a, an actual banana person. I hope he comes and purposely puts himself in your way to make you trip and fall. <laughs> it's my minion. I'm a wizard. I have minions. Oh, fuck. Oh. And familiars. <laughs> I've chosen the banana ones because I like how they're flavored. Oh, my God. What if- what if you were some kind of weird produce wizard and your familiars were actually sentient fruits and vegetables? Wow, we're getting woo. Now there's a and d class oh. that I need to make a homebrew version of. <laughs> oh, I cast batter missile. <laughs> God. Cone of onion smell. <laughs> Burning hands from the hot sauce, from the peppers that I put on them. Oh, burning hands, burn, burning handers. Such a good spell. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, this is dumb. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you to our patrons who are 
Dari, Greg, Will, Veronica, D, Jared, Lynn, Sina, Jakub, Bobby Blackcat, Jensina, Mayo Cat, Elliot, Kieran, and Martin. Uh, sadly, Ayame had to return to their home planet, so farewell, friend. Hopefully, we'll see you again down the road. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can help us out by joining the Patreon. Of course, uh, there's $1, $5, and $10 tiers with various rewards. Uh, the $5 one's really the sweet spot because that's where you get like video and a bunch of extra stuff from us. Uh, a lot of audio, like Mystery Science Theater sort of audio tracks where we watch something and give you the audio tracks so you can you know, sync up, sync it up at home and watch something stupid with us. Uh, what's, what's the, Chris, do you remember the last one we did? Art of Racing in the Rain. Oh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Yeah, that was, oof, wow. Yeah, because we read that book. Uh, it's one of the last episodes, so we, we watched the movie and that was a good time. Um, you know, so other than being a patron, there are plenty of non-financial ways you can support the show. You can subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on a podcast app, of which you probably already do. Um, share the show, tell someone about it, you know, share it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Uh, you can also rate or review us on whatever platform, whether that's like Podchaser or Podbean or iTunes or whatever you have. Um, and lastly, if you want to contact us, you can always send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads, or you can send an email to terriblebookclub at gmail.com. Uh, but with that, I think that's the end of episode 82. So we will see you next time for, ooh, do we want to tell them what the next episode is? Sure, why not? Yeah. So uh, we'll see you next time for a crossover episode with the Antiques Freaks again. So they, strangely, we actually recorded these um backwards in time i guess uh we recorded episode 83 yesterday with them and if you may have seen us do it on twitch um if not you know you're gonna have to wait a little bit but um yeah pretty exciting we had them back on we read uh a short story about an edwardian era really shitty ghost hunter hunting a ghost horse so get ready get get in your saddle get ready for that one next time but uh (laughs) for now i hope y'all are staying safe and healthy out there and we'll see you next time All right. Bye, Bye, Chris.